All right, y'all, it's spring, and you know what that means. It's time to start planning our summer festival traveling. Yep, it's time to get into my Airbnb bag cross-country, a.k.a. uh, time to visit my homes all across the country. And you know what I never think about? Why not list my own spot on Airbnb and host some folks at my house? I mean, my house is cute. Yes, let's make money while we're spending money. Just trying to help you out, man, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Course Love Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. This classic episode was produced by the team at Pandora. Yo, 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 what up? This is Fontigolo with this week's QLS Classic. This week, we go back to June 27, 2018 with our guest, Tessa Thompson. Best known for her work in Sorry to Bother You and Creed, Tessa held court about falling into acting, social activism, tater salad, Philly cheesesteaks, and goat love. I don't know what goat love is. That sounds very Caucasian. I'm going to have to check it out and find out what that is. But anyway, this is QLS episode number 90. Enjoy, y'all. Peace. You shit. better deliver it. I'm too Tessa sleepy Thompson. to be writing it no right now. No excuses. Let's do it. Suprema, su, su, Suprema roll call. 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 Tristan Thompson needs raincoats. Yeah. Keenan Thompson's got jokes. Yeah. Amir Thompson's a showboat. Yeah. Tessa Thompson's a go. Roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. My name is Sugar. Yeah. I was high on weed. Yeah. When I recorded the seed. Yeah. And when I saw Creed. Roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. Dear white people. Yeah. Please use seasoning. Yeah. Sincerely yours. Yeah. Boss Bill. Suprema, Suprema roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. It's like Yeah. Now y'all know I'm excited. Yeah. Tessa Thompson. Yeah. All my sisters invited. Roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. My name is Tessa. Yeah. What'd you do? Oh, Steve. Really, Steve? Steve! Oh, such an asshole! Roll call! Suprema! Such an asshole! Suprema! Roll call! Suprema! Really? She su- seems su- stuck. Su- Steve's an asshole! Yes. Suprema! Su- su- Suprema's an asshole! 
Kareem. My God. Really oh. You're an I was trying you to help. It. It's ruined. Dear White Steve, go ahead, Tessa. Dear White Steve, can I have the microphone, please? Thank you. Oh. I'm reclaiming my time, my intro. <laughs> we can punch in. No, we can't. No, no, do no, no. You can't That's, punch in. You can punch him in the face. <laughs> she owe you like three more dear white peoples, and then we y'all even. <laughs> oh wait, who, who who made the rule up that we can't have a do over? You. Oh, yeah, you do. Well, then it, it kind of loses the spontaneity if we yeah. do it again. You want to hear it, though, right? That's what you're saying. I, don't... I mean, I, I was curious to see how fast you... Because the thing is, whoever... My my determination on how good the interview is going to go... <laughs> no. No, is based on how fast you are on your feet with the roll call. Like, Leon Silver's not answering questions. Yeah. was like, oh, this is going to be a hard interview. Actually, it wasn't, but, you know... I'm just saying that. Yeah, but now you can't. We can't do do over now that you even applied more pressure onto what it was going to be. It was going to be this spontaneous. I fucked it. Thing. Suprema. No, no, no. This is fucked up. No, 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 no. My name is Tessa. Yeah. I live in the moment. Yeah. I'm here to say. Yeah. Whatever I'm gonna. Sorry, we got it. We got it. See. Child. Yeah, no, not C, Steve. Never, ever interrupt a guest. Bad, bad yeah. Steve, anyway. but what were you, well, that was on accident or what happened, Steve? Well, you hesitated and I thought you were frozen, oh, so no. I tried to give you the first line. Oh, okay. That's he was all. trying to man explain man man your roll call. Roll call. <laughs> I thought it was like, um, line. You know. No, definitely not. But never in the history okay, of Okay, our listeners are confused. Yeah. Okay, because Steve done threw us off. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Questlove Supreme, an alternative <laughs> uh, reality. This is Questlove, and with Team Supreme, Boss Bill, It's Laia, Sugar Steve, shout out to Fontigolo, and his countertop and unpaid bill somewhere on Sesame Street. Um, but we're, we're, we're strong today. Our guest today is the uh, star of stage and the small and big screen. Uh, her credits include uh, Creed from the uh, Rocky franchise, Dear Right People, uh, Selma, Dear, Dear Right People. Yeah. I'm sorry. Do you want to try that again? No. Do over? Punch that. Punch that in. There's no do over. <laughs> no. Selma, uh, Annihilation, Thor for Colored Girls. Uh, and this summer she stars as Detroit in the critically acclaimed, already so so much acclaim about this film, it's not even coming out until July, <laughs> in the critically acclaimed Boots Riley di- directorial debut yes. in the uh, science surrealist comedy, Sorry to Bother You. Uh, she's also been present behind the camera as well as part of the uh, Time's Up movement, uh, slowly helping to redirect the course for women and people of color to greener pastures. And speaking of which, speaking of pastures, uh, rumor has it that she's also a goat. Mm. Uh, we would like to welcome the world's finest goat enthusiast. Yes, <laughs> Tessa Thompson. <laughs> hey, wait! I gotta ask, how did that whole Tessa the goat thing come up? Tessa is goat. So, so yeah, that's a Twitter handle. I, I expressed that I liked goats. I guess on some public platform. I really wish Zara was here now. And somebody started taking photographs of me and putting them next to photographs of goats that look that are dressed like I'm dressed or posed like I'm posed. And it's pretty impressive. It's kind of scary, though. Go, it's, it's go a to little, Tessa Asgo, because that, that, the yellow dress one. I mean, it's dead they, on I sometimes. I think they 
made the outfit and then put the goat in that yellow dress and had it in the same facial expression. Right, and you. then there's some people, some conspiracy theorists or some people that don't believe in just good things that think that I'm behind this account. And I just want to say that I'm not, I have nothing to do with it. I know it. you're not, at, at, okay, that's the one thing in, in stalking you. <laughs> you got like 2,000 followers. Yeah, I went through every, every <laughs> oh, comment, wow. everything, and I was like, okay, this is not her. It's not me. I understand. I wish it was. I wish I was that. You more, drink uh, goat's milk and eat goat milk? I don't. I'm not into goat okay, okay. products. Okay. I'm just into goats. I got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Save them. Mm-hmm. I see. I really wish that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Zara was here, right? Are you on the account yeah, right, now? At it right now? <laughs> yeah, you see the yellow dress? It's great, wait, right? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> my God, yeah. Yeah. It's like That's the I'm point tired. where I was like, wait a minute, Tessa. <laughs> and then, no, no. And then some people were tw- tweeting like, at Desa Thompson is such a good sport like th- there's this idea that I also look like a goat and I'm embracing the fact but and now I'm cool uh, with that like- too like my eyes are wide set apart like it's fine that's funny okay let's start the interview okay. was, stop I just wanted to know about the account <laughs> um yeah welcome to the show I guess today you're doing like a bunch of press junkets and things because mm-hmm, you're immaculately dressed yeah I'm- and all the years I've known you I was like Wow, I've never seen this you. This is the best. You're saying now that this is... I've never seen you look like you do when you're on television. Well dressed. I've never... No, I mean, you know, I, I, <laughs> like I've never seen you look like you look on TV, so... That's what I said. She looks press junket chic today. Yeah. She got some shit to do. Yeah, some people help me. Who's your stylist? These guys named Micah and Wayman. They're dope. They're friends. They like were competitors, sort of, and then they were like, let's just work together. How does one, how does a starlet find the perfect style? It's always wondered about, I mean, that's what you, you are now, right? Uh, they, they actually kind of stalked me. They asked if I was, wasn't working with anyone. See, this is what you're talking about. I didn't have my, my proverbial clothing shit one. together. No, I was just like, I would just show up like, I'll just wear this. Um, and then they so were they like, you need you help. For, they not, dr- not for my life, but they dressed me for when I appear in public spaces. So they dressed well, you. I meant for the Met, Met yeah. Gala. Yeah, they dressed me for the Met Gala. Yeah. And Tom Brown, they made that dress for me. How does, okay, I was going to say, how does that work? Like, does a designer I think come it, to you first? Like, what, what is the, what is the uh, kind of the, the protocol for? Because the Met Gala is such a cool kids thing. only club. Mm-hmm. That the rest of the world kind of watches like through the window, like oh, what's going. But how does one? Do you and have also, to know? There are like tour there are or? like tiers of coolness even there. Like you're at least for me. I so was when there you were there, just, you like, just watching felt the cool like, kids. Uh, okay, a so little you bit. Got Rihanna on but one I was level there. And Jaden Smith on yeah, another. Yeah, because even I reposted the uh, picture. I think Lena <laughs> Lena Waithe posted the me. picture of y'all whole crew. And it's funny because I reposted the picture. It was you. It was Janelle. It was Lena. It was um, I'm about to say Black Panther and his sister. <laughs> it was Chad. It was Letitia. It was it was a beautiful crowd of people. And I and I, was, I put under the picture. I was like, you know, this is the pre- this photo that the press won't send out, but this is the one that you wanted to. Be yeah, the black, the black excellence photo. I know. Well, I think it might have been. I mean, I this is my first year, but it seems like it's probably the blackest Met that there has ever been. And how that picture happened is there were a couple of us just already in the hallway, and we were like. Someone started taking a picture of us, and we're like, we want this picture, so everyone black, after dinner, meet in the hallway. And then it got just, like, loud and, and, and fun, and then Frances McDormand came, and then she realized everyone was black, so she was like, maybe I should leave, and then, we, and then <laughs> Lena Waithe was like, no, you're an ally, like, get in, sis, you're cool. Um, oh, wow. But it was, yeah, it was a young, black, and gifted experience. It was, really, it was cool. It was cool, because you, you're right in the sense of, like, 
from the rest of the world's perception, there's this thing of like, it's the cool kids. It feels like it's also just like who's in the zeitgeist at that moment and who's in the cultural conversation. And so it felt good to look around at that hallway and be like folks that are in the conversation and like moving and shaking are all these really rad black people, people of color. Like but Based on what I saw on Instagram, you guys, even though y'all would sort of be the perceived outcast, <laughs> i.e. not the Kardashians, yeah, not yeah, yeah. Rihanna, not J-Lo, and, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the typical Thing. Blake Lively or whatever. But y'all seem way cooler. And based on, you know, the comments, like, that seemed like the coolest Met Gala ball. Someone, mm-hmm. someone put up, like, the first year compared to... Oh, really? Last year, and it was just like, it was no comparison that it was like that. But um, anyway. Yeah, it's a, I guess it's a good time. All right. So where were you born? Los Angeles. Okay. What part? Uh, Hollywood. Well, Gl- Glendale technically was where I lived when I was little, and then Hollywood, and then moved to the west side to get to a better school district. Glendale with the world famous roller skating rink. Yeah. Yeah. That's the... Uh, uh, world of Wheels. Every Hollywood roll bounce, like any time that you've seen roller skating in a video or in Hollywood. It happens at that place. Faith Evans video. I was just about to say Faith Evans, yeah. Uh, Disorderlies? Roll bounce? With Donnie Seriously, roll, yeah, bounce roll bounce was done there. Dis- Disorderlies with Donnie choose- Simpson as the, the roller skating DJ? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yes. I'm- True story, I, I, I crashed Snoop Dogg's birthday party there once. Oh, wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Was Long. not an invited guest. And you def- got in. Did you know that it was happening? Went, or? Yeah, I heard it was happening. And I was in another bar with my friend Shelby, and I was like, let's go. We're just going to shoot me our how shot you did and it. get in there. You seem like the type of person that knows that if you do something with confidence, it, it just you happens. You get away with well, murder. Well, I also had, this is the thing, I, I was like 17 or, yeah, 17 or, I was not 21 yet, and I had a fake ID, and I was out in Hollywood. Oh, the death row years. Dangerous Snoop years. <laughs> exactly. Not Uncle Snoop years. Okay, listen. So I was wa- walking with two girlfriends of mine, and Snoop Dogg was going in the back door of a Hollywood club, and he had like 26 people with him. And he was like, yo, yo, and t- told us to come. And I was like, it's Snoop. Like, we got to go. And we didn't go because we were like, do we go? Do we not go? So I was like, it's happening now. I'm going to go to your party. I want to. How? I didn't what? really meet him. I just like how rolled was the party, around. Though? It was really fun. <laughs> That's your first, Why you look like, scared of me? <laughs> <laughs> because, like, <laughs> Death Row era Snoop is way she different. Said she didn't go. No, but he's now. Uh, oh. No, I didn't go then. The first time, I went to his birthday party, time. and I think yeah. that was like he was Snoop Lion then, so we're fine. Oh, yeah, Snoop Lion is. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> kindler, gentler Snoop. Right, right. Yeah, kindler. Wait, gentler. how long has he been Snoop Lion? That was like for he's a not year. anymore. So. Oh, well, okay. he was so maybe Snoop he Lion, like what, 2007? No, it was like 2012, I think. Oh. It don't matter. He oh, grandpa okay. Snoop now. So. <laughs> yeah. So in Glendale, um, well, I, okay, I'm going to try and act like I don't know your history already, okay, but cool. for our listeners. Yeah, because I don't know shit. <laughs> tell please. me, yeah, I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah I, well, I'm still mind blown that your father's chocolate yeah. genius. Yeah. How's he doing, by the way? He's really good. Okay. Yeah, so he's, he's really good. He moved to New York when I was, my folks weren't together. He moved to New York when I was like seven or eight. And so I would come here all the time. He came here. Yeah, I was bi-coastal. So he came here for a while because he just signed a record deal and he was like supposed to be here for music. And then he just fell in love with the city and eventually fell in love and had my little brother and my little sister. So I grew up between here and Brooklyn. My folks were in Fort Greene for like 15 years. 
your father being Mark Anthony Thompson, Thompson. Chocolate yeah. Genius. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, tell me something about his music. Like, how would people remember Chocolate Genius to be? Uh, huh. He was part of a black renaissance, like, in the early aughts. Mm, okay. Yeah, can, and I think made work like he has one record called Black Music. And, I, I, I mean, he's sort of a musician that's hard to categorize. And I think so often, particularly for, like, black musicians, they want to box you into this space like you're an R&B artist and that maybe isn't you. So he kind of uh, Amir wanted kinda, to talk about that. He likened him to, like, a, a early Martin Luther, Cody Chestnut, well, somebody who is kind of, like, out the box. In, mm-hmm. in the early aughts, yeah. there was Saul Williams, Martin Luther, yeah. Cody yeah, Chestnut, right, yeah. right. Chocolate Genius. Um, at some point, I mean, even... Res- I guess Rasan was sort of. Really, he was still making stuff in the late '90s, early aughts. So he was in that circle. I mean, it wasn't an official circle, but sort of like the the alternative, alternative black. Like there was left to center black. Yeah. Of Neil, and then there was even the left to center to that. So what is that like being growing up being the daughter of an, a left, 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 left artist? Like, did going- you you guys um, ever? Listen to Lightspeed Champion, who was yeah, like the yeah, yeah, iter- yeah. before Blood Orange. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my dad like sort of uh, occupied that space before other people were occupying that space in terms of not just like sonically the sound, but also Chocolate Genius was this creation. So was, I, yeah, Dad was a pioneer in ways. Yeah, kind of. I think I don't know. I think that he yes. he he would say something different probably. Um, but I don't know, it was cool because it meant like being in New York, I was, you know, like, especially Fort Greene at that time. I mean, it's still cool, but it just felt so rich. It was before sort of like, before gentrification. So, you know, we'd be outside on our stoop and like, Steph would walk by or like Rosie Perez or, you know, Spike Lee or it just, and I would go, you know, with my dad to the public theater and like, see plays and it just you know I was like 16 at the time so it just felt like well I want to be a part of this world of of people making things and such a difference in the culture from Glendale to Fort Greene right yeah wildly so so at the time when you're witnessing this um were you yourself thinking about a career in music or anywhere in the arts like what was your talent as a as a kid or a teenager I I always acted in school, but I didn't think about it as a career. I always thought that I would, I don't know, that I would like be a teacher or be a lawyer or go into politics. I, I don't know. I've, I felt like I wanted to t- make a contribution in some way. And maybe because of my proximity to being around artists, I just felt like, uh, I, I don't know. Is this possible for me? Is this something that I could do or will do? So what was the moment that you had the inspiration like, okay, this is what I'm going to do? I think it was just like at a time where I realized it was such a compulsion that it was like such a thorn in my side that it wasn't going to let me go. And at that point, like I didn't go to college, like I I dropped out, you know what I mean? Like there was nothing else I was qualified to do. I was like... Where did you go to college? Well, I went to community college and then I was supposed to transfer to Berkeley and I like just decided not to and took a semester off and started taking classes and I just I don't know I, I was performing so much I was doing theater in LA it just was all I really cared about it was the only thing I cared about that I that the idea of like being bad at it felt crippling to me everything else I could sort of dabble in and not be that good at and, and move on 
wow, that's crazy. Like, because as productive and as busy as you are right now, mm -hmm. I would have thought, like, this took meticulous planning and you had vision boards and... <laughs> Yeah, uh, you did uh, when you repeat mantras and, you know, put post-it notes, 100 million records, more than Thriller. <laughs> like, but you're just like, eh, you know, eh, it was a thorn in my side. I decided to. Well, I'm, yeah, maybe I'm underselling it. No, I, I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't have I didn't have vision boards, but I think I. It, the other thing, too, just just like truthfully, I felt like there's just more interesting work to do now. If you look like me, when I first started, that wasn't necessarily the case. So I think I not that I had ambivalence towards it, but there was a part of me that was like, is this sustainable? Hmm. Like if I can you make a living, can I make a living yeah. at this? And also, is this going to be able to captivate me and like hold my interest? Um, and so, yeah, I think there has been an evolution. Uh, I was going to say that. um Maybe around the time when Thor came along, mm. then I realized because I'm not going to front like I'm a Marvel head. Yeah, I mean I've seen a couple Marvel films, but in my head I don't know the history of I, I can't pronounce her name. Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yes, I don't know the history of her, but I would imagine that maybe initially that that role was written. Witten, what's wrong with my R's? Oh. No. My R's, man. I'll, I'll just be a rabbit. That role was written for... <laughs> Elmer Fudd? Yeah. It was written for, I would imagine, for a white character. So, yeah. And the, the, oh, was it? It was written, it was written for a white lady. <laughs> a big white lady. She's a big white lady. And they with, wasn't happy about this black yeah. lady. With, Whoa, Carl. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the fact that all of your roles... Um, you seem to to masterfully uh, steer your career in a place where it's it's not typical at all, mm -hmm. especially for for black act. Like I know worthy black, black actresses. Yes, I know worthy black actresses that um, because roles are far and few between, they yeah. might have to compromise some shit and do you know. Where's the pit? Where's the potato salad part three? You know, straight to DVD or just something to <laughs> keep. Yeah, it's a real movie. No, it's, no, it's not. Where's Son. the potato salad? Yes, no, yes. it's not. Yes, part it is. three. Well, you guys are being well, part for three, real. Part three, I don't know. There's, there's part a sequel. There's where's part the potato one. salad? Is a real film? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's that, actually really one hilarious scene in the dude. Film. Wait, wait you watched scene. it? Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> and what year was that made? I don't know, but Jaleel, Jaleel White is no, he isn't. Hey, man, trust me. It, when the Dude, interview's over, I will Jaleel show you White the most funny Don't thing you've ever He's seen. He's fine. Yeah, true. Yeah. Is it funny, like, bad the scene, funny, the scene like, showgirls funny? The scene I'm going to show you is fucking hilarious. Like, genuinely hilarious. Is it on Netflix? <laughs> All right. I think I rented it from Netflix I mean, when I they were still sending I, I want to see it. Wait, slight rabbit hole. All right. But also, are you, are you on? But P.S., why, why, why can't we have, a, why is that a problem? It's like, not a problem. I, I love Dude Where's My Car. Yeah. You have a point. We just we're trying. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, that we don't have is, enough. No, we don't have enough. But right? no we don't have enough content. We don't have enough. And we don't have enough can, representation. As far so, as I'm concerned, there's right. not Amir enough of those said films. the world. Nah. The word, there's though, no balance. balance. 
I yeah. mean, there can be yeah. dudes wearing my car, but then there's Mississippi burning and all this other stuff. But, but I, th- I think in, in when it comes to black films, I think we have too many serious films and not enough. Er, no, we have earnest films. Like uh-huh. earnest, common okay. earnest films. Don't <laughs> yeah, forget yeah, yeah. that we're still but that's we, rude. But we don't have a lot of... <laughs> Wherever you were going with that is rude, sir. <laughs> no, I, no, that's my boy. Common okay. knows. I call him Ernest. Ernest but, goes to camp. But what I'm saying is we don't have, we don't have enough like silly comedies um, aimed toward younger kids. You know, the teenagers. There's not really that many of those. Right now? Right now, yeah. There used to be, though. There used like, to be, yeah. I don't know. But, like, I think Nick Cannon's probably feeling that. Like, his production can up and come. As far as I think, the funny. For, as far as funny stuff. Yeah. Like, silly dude where's yeah, my car Yeah, because they got dope. Kids. And that's not funny. Dope? Hmm? Dope. Dope Yeah, I wasn't, funny. I wasn't too, too <laughs> No, I like funny. dope. It was dope, but it wasn't funny. You didn't yeah. like that? Nah. Why? I was mad at the... Well, <laughs> it's going to sound really, really anal. The band scenes, I hated the band scenes because you, the music didn't match the band. But yeah, ba- well, band scenes are always tough I, in movies. Well, no. It's we're, the, we're the two that looks at yeah. the finger. And then, well, oh, it's, it's not okay. even that. It's the fact you've got Pharrell's tinny drums and, and plinky sounds, and you've got people with actual guitars and keyboards sitting there. It just, <laughs> it, I couldn't watch it. I'm sorry. But I, you missed the plot. What about the plot and the acting? It was too distracting. The... It was too distracting for I me. I hear you. Damn. Sorry. I, yeah, it, it's funny I we have the same outlook, but I was willing to let it go. I knew from the gate that okay. Did you do a Twitter? I like when you do rants about things like Instagram or you Twitter like, rants. Did you do any rants? No, I didn't. About dope. <laughs> I no, about plucky, I didn't do a rant. plucky sounds and. <laughs> <laughs> I do those. You were like. I believe your first. I believe your. This is a widow in Hackwit. <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Yo, Gina Rodriguez is about to lose her invite to the picnic. <laughs> she'll she'll be the new. <laughs> she'll be the new ghost. Where's the potato Yeah, but that's that's a real film, Steve. Also, um, the Roscoe's Chicken and Waffle comedy is also a real film. Well, Roscoe's is a real film. Roscoe. That's go back home or whatever. That's the Martin joint with. No, you know, okay. there's a Roscoe's, Roscoe's chicken, chicken and waffles. No. All right, all right. See yeah. this. All you have to do. You live is, in L.A. As soon you as know this. I'm gonna go home. If if where's the potato salad on Netflix? I will watch five seconds of it. So then my whole feed is like because you liked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when you get all the deep cuts. All the deep cuts. You're like, this is a film. Like wait for now. Yeah, just wait. explain it. Go ahead, Tesla. Go ahead, finish sir. I you like cape for white potatoes. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Have you ever had Japanese potato salad? First of all, what? They don't they oh, what they, who tells them to do that? Okay. Why, why can't they do that? Yes, they do that. I didn't they do that. Have you had it? No, I haven't, but it's, it sounds delicious. It's I've had Chinese del- It's salad. delicious. It's like, Where do you it's find like it? eating a cloud. Like it's very mashed. It's really good. I'm sorry. It's good. Where do you find this? I don't know. In I mean Japan? In, in Japan, no, but also like no sometimes potatoes they, in Japan. Huh? <laughs> There's no potatoes in Japan. <laughs> Steve. How do you know this, Steve? There's Mansplain, no, white There's no plain. cheese either. No cheese, really? But the Japanese love cheese. No. They love there's, mayo, too. Where's your source of information for this, Steve? From, from eating in Japanese restaurants. Okay. Wait a well, minute. Some people have been in Japan. Yeah. This is about to be the most ignorant. All right, I'm taking my show back. No. Yeah, that rabbit hole was going to get real. Smollett's ruined that. No, I'm taking my show back. So can I just say one thing? So what you're saying is you prefer, I did not for say, the record, you prefer the Japanese potato salad over the yellow? No, okay. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just said that I don't, I don't dismiss 
I don't think the potato salad always no. has to be yellow. I don't want fruit in my potato salad. But if you're coming to the cookout, but American potato salad should be yellow. How about that? Can we agree on that? American? That's yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Now y'all got me thinking. No raisins. No raisins. No, no raisins. But also, I I don't mind like a different kind of mustard sometimes, like a whole yeah, grain, yeah. like a. You can, oh, that's you not can, wrong. You can mess yeah, around yeah, with yeah, the no, mustard as long as it's yellow. <laughs> well, but you, like you can a, play with the mustard. You yes, I agree with you, Bill. <laughs> <Lyon. laughs> Y'all can't see what he's doing, yeah, but he's a, I don't want to get my black card revoked. Don't so. get your black <laughs> card revoked. <laughs> Ain't no place, Chuck. No. That's the health alien invested, so she can she can let her go with that one. We give we give her that one because you you in it. We fell down an incredible rabbit hole. <laughs> we, did, here. we did. We did. <laughs> All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. How are you able to navigate and stay active in a town that doesn't cater to you, uh, structurally to, to you? And I think maybe I have my dad to thank for that in a sense because... I feel like I, you know, I got to see my dad be an artist, do his thing that felt really singular and not make concessions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it meant that we were eating really good and 
stuff was great and we were shopping. What color do you want it in? Like, I don't got to choose both. And sometimes it, that wasn't the case, you know? And so, yeah, sometimes you, you make money and sometimes you don't because you just aren't going to do certain things. But will we ever see you in a Tyler Perry or Will Packer movie? I've been in a Tyler Wait, Perry which movie one? for Color Girls. For That's Color right. Girls, well, yeah. mm, Okay. Mm-hmm. You're cheating because, Why? I mean, really you were in for Color Girls and who could <laughs> say no to the movie version of for Color Girls exactly. no matter who did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to say, like I said to to, to Miss Felicia, mm-hmm. if Woody Allen did it, that if yeah. Miss Debbie Allen would have done it. I said Woody it. Allen. I said yeah. Debbie. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You said if anybody directed it. I just always wished that. Yeah. Yeah. I just always wished that. So I got to throw a monkey wrench right in there. So, so. Yeah. I wish, you know, and singing Stewart had directed it like so she was do I. initially yeah, supposed oh. to do. I know, and it's her treatment sounded so beautiful. It was the it, it would have yeah. propelled her past or at least equal to Ava levels right now. Yeah. Mm. It's a yeah. yeah. But oh man. She yeah. And but you know what? I truly believe if the film were being made today, she would be the choice. Yeah. And this is no shade to Tyler it's like they wanted to get that movie made that's crazy and when you think about it in retrospect because at the very least I mean not that we put her in the least but Ava would have been the director of that movie Ava or Nzinga I'm just saying like today in, in popularity and in sense of female empowerment yeah and, and also the those cultural conversation yes. which is like for us bias we want to be able to tell our right. own stories if it's a, a you know it's not that men can't be involved in telling our story but like if it's a female centric yeah. film like yo let a woman tell it and they couldn't even give it to Debbie Allen that just makes me man your sister's Has right there she done there. a movie before yeah, yeah she did Amistad she did yeah give us free yeah. how did I not know that yeah. No, she was a part of Amistad. Or like Cassie Lemons. Like, Lemon. I know she's done lots of television. Cassie Lemons. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. I hope I've been pronouncing her name wrong this whole time. Damn, wait. It Say it for the culture for us. Please, Tessa, how you pronounce her name? Well, now I'm nervous that I'm pronouncing it wrong. Well, you no. gave it's it the fancy. It's Cassie. Cassie. Oh, I was calling her Casey. So you're right. <laughs> it's Cassie Lemons. Okay. Question. My dad once told me that it's not Sade, it's Sade. Yeah. That's true, Sade? In Nigeria, I think it's Sade. No one knows that, though. Uh, well, the funny thing is, like, on album the, oh, the albums, yeah. Her album titles pronounced Sharday. It was say pronounced oh, Sharday. Yeah. Then well, why it does everyone say Sharday? Because it feels fancy. And also, yeah. did you guys see that I was trying to do a... Yeah. Yes, yeah. I see you channeling. Yeah. The four of us can see it. <laughs> now we got to physically y'all. describe what you're wearing. No, we're about to take pictures. We'll take pictures. We'll take pictures, okay. we'll take pictures yes. Oh, my God. This is, like... This is great. Wayne's World meets... Let's just throw everything out the... What did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> Um, Potato I had, salad. No. <laughs> whole grains. No, Mustard. I had. Um, I'm embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. You're from Cali. Tell I know. Us. I had McDonald's. I had, I had rye. I had rye toast with some avocado. Uh, some Wait, what's sauteed so greens. It's very LA. It's just very LA. Yeah. I, would, I don't eat eggs. I've I never had, had an egg in my life. Really? Never in my life. Not scrambled. Not omelette,d Not. I have had a bite of frittata. That's it. How did you quiche? That? Never. No. A bite of quiche. That's it. But I don't. Yeah. So breakfast is a hard thing for me. I wonder do you don't like yellow potato salad. Why? Well, because because the, oh, the in it. Well, the, the, egg, the eggs don't make it yellow. Yeah, it's the mustard. Amir's not blackity black. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Sorry. He, you're. He's bougie. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry, but this is the thing. Can you be like if you're truly a foodie, you don't want your potato salad all that yellow? I don't know what you're saying, Tess. There is a limit. I mean, there is a limit to the yellow, but you better equal it out with some relish. You know what I'm saying? Like, ooh, oh, hello. Uh I I want to see if we can do a whole 90 minute episode Uh, based on potato potato salad. (laughs) I feel like I'm walking into dangerous territory, but I would prefer celery. Oh, oh, 
I love you so oh. much. This episode's gonna be super lit. Oh. <laughs> Thinly sliced, but I don't know. Do you cook? Least, I like the crunch. Yeah. You, okay. The crunch. I see. Okay. Why don't they what? put cucumber and stuff see, instead of celery? See, now you're getting. Now you're now I, I you're hate, pushing it. I hate celery. Okay. I think it's. I don't think it serves a purpose. It's the crunch. It's the crunch. It's the but the crunch. put some other crunchy shit in there that don't taste like shit. Celery doesn't taste like anything. Wait, is your publicist losing your mind? Her <laughs> mind right now? Can I, you know what? Speaking of publicists, though, I've always thought, don't you feel like sometimes when food has a moment, like certain, that has a publicist? Yeah. Like acai or like yeah. when shit, like, oh, remember yeah. when or pomegranate kale, or like kale? Too. I'm like, what the fuck is Pistachios. Like, who's that was the And also, who's the publicist for romaine? Because romaine right now, can I eat it? Is it safe? No, no, they need to talk bad. to the publicist for kale because kale was killing it. I know. Kale's, kale's <laughs> it was acting like it, it was new. Beyonce kale's not that culturally relevant right now. <laughs> but it was, and my grandmother was like, what are y'all talking about? Wait, we, we don't care kale? kale? <laughs> We've been caring for kale, but we weren't calling it kale. It was just greens. Oh. oh. What are you promoting right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, let's get back to Valkyrie it. Make it to, uh, to, um, just, can I just ask a Valkyrie question since you asked a Valkyrie question? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know, and you probably can't really answer this question. Well, first of all, how did you feel about Valkyrie not being in the Avengers movie? And then isn't she going to be in the second one because it seems like they might need some help? Oh, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I was, I was, I was cool with not, you know, I was doing other stuff. Yeah. I was happy. She lives. She so lives. That's. Have that's you heard cool. any word that she's going to be <clears throat> assisting? Okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all y'all seen the Avengers. Yes. No, okay. I've seen it. I haven't. They're they gonna it. need some help. So. I still well, haven't seen Black Panther either, so I'm bad. Say what? Would you say louder? No. Huh? I haven't seen Black Panther. I'm the only black person in the world that has not seen Black Panther yet. Wait, why? Because I was busy. Doing what? Well, yeah, the headaches and stuff. I get it. I get it. Mm. But just... It's still out. It's on DVD now. Or Blu-ray. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did not know this. How does, how does it... It's funny because I was thinking since it was kind of... Well, Valkyrie was before Black Panther. But as a person in the Marvel scope of things, yeah. how did that feel? Like just that Black Panther was existing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in your Marvel world because that's you know man exciting also just because like Ryan obviously Ryan, Ryan. is involved and and Michael B so and Chad who's a friend of mine it just and the the film is I think so incredible and I think sometimes it's a tricky thing when you do these big movies you're like there's this sometimes implication in, inside of the industry that like you have visibility but in some way you've like sold out or you're diminished in some way and it just felt like it's so cool to see Black Panther mean so much culturally and and like push boundaries and open doors and be a big old movie like that it sort of legitimized why you 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 do movies that occupy that space you know Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like it helped people look forward to Valkyrie too because any Truth to the rumor that they might consider your demand for an all female <laughs> kind of. You know, the thing is, it's 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 been spoken about so much in the press that, I, and I've asked Kevin Feige, I'm like, do you feel trolled by me? Like, are we cool? And he's like, we're cool. Um, I think. I th- How did you did you post it to him, or did you just post it? 
Uh, no, I like we we asked him. So it was, we were at this Marvel like ten year anniversary photo shoot thing, and it was like a circle of just women talking. And we were like, "Oh, this would be so cool! Like, I wish we could do a film together." And then I was like, "Well, why don't we just ask him?" So we went up to him and we're like, "We should do this, shouldn't we do this?" And then the press heard about I, 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 it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly like, I, literally. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I would at least think that, at least for today, that. Um, even if not for the, the, the reasons why they should do it. Mm -hmm. But they could see that this is would be such a monumental moment. Yeah, and also that it's commercially viable. I think that's the other or, thing. Are it's they like, still like being controlled by like the 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 sexist troll? No, no, Damn. I don't I don't think so. I think I think it's that their their thing is like super well crafted and they have ideas in terms of every phase. They 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 just have mapping and they have a they have ideas about timing and rollout and you that know, would have to be like five it's, it's really later. masterful yeah. so it's yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's that and they also want to feel like they're never you know they have such a incredible relationship with fans but they don't like the idea that, that they're ever pandering to to fans mm -hmm. and so if they make a film they want to make it because they really believe in it and it makes sense in terms of the, the the scope of the whole universe it's just a matter of somebody coming up with the right story yeah I think so and also in terms of like I think they're always trying to find cool crossover and that's happening anyways with mm -hmm. Captain Marvel and like you know yes that's what that was mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah. were you into the Marvel universe as a kid no not at all not until so the how do you did you feel as though you had to like okay I got to do my homework and yeah cause satisfy these fanboys kind of yeah because I didn't really know anything about it and then also because like you said it, it really was not written for someone like me so it was you know really um, <laughs> um, you know so I so yeah so I felt like I really had to understand the 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 character and in the world what was the because of the uh, what appeared to be the physical grueling process of the film as far as your action scenes and stuff like mm. how much physical preparation did you have to do a lot which was tricky because i was making annihilation i made annihilation and then i wrapped that and like three days later i was in australia making thor so it was hard to balance those but I had to learn like sword work and fighting and i'd never done any of that stuff before and then also just like put on a lot of muscle mass um, yeah, you were. Wait, yeah, the game weight. She you was said? Yeah, yeah, I gained like fifteen pounds of just like muscle, baby. See, I thought it was computer graphic. I, I mean, you thought what? <laughs> no, that's legit me, man. Okay, I'm impressed. Yeah, I that was not that I because, really had muscles and okay. I was strong. Uh -huh. I could do a bunch of because don't it cost more money to put the muscles on you? You know, through video than to actually just put the muscles on. Yeah, but sometimes you just. They, I mean, they VFX those those whole movies, so. No, I really did. I did. I worked really hard. Forgive me. And I, I ate I, a lot of stuff. Potato salad. No. <laughs> <laughs> Try to bring it back to Protein. Home. We can move past. We have other things to talk but about. Tessa, me, now, this is what Damn. I want to ask you, because the more and more you get into these uh, these commercial roles, like, you know, the Marvel, the Westworld, you are, of course, a big activist, period. I won't just even just say with the women's movement. Have you felt somebody trying to kind of uh, put the clasp on you yet because you are now you're this major commercial actress in a way? You mean in terms of how I use my voice or what yes, I say? Yes, yes. It's... No, I think I've just had like a couple of experiences where I'm like, is social media the, the best place to do that? And I think we're also in this space right now of like internet activism and 
it's not enough. And I think the experience of really like some of my experiences with Time's Up and actually like organizing and doing the work is just more powerful than talking about what you're doing sometimes. And you've been auditing people. I appreciate that. <laughs> Letting people know who is really about them. But now I'm just mostly, I just want to talk about goats because it's like a safer space. <laughs> it's just a safer so space. So we are. But in I don't think safer you caught that much. Then. I mean, I don't think you caught that much flack because a lot of people agreed with pretty much everything that you've been saying. Yeah. It's, and it made me follow you more, to be honest. Oh, really? Well. Yeah. Just in between that and the essence speech, I was like, oh, I got to go back and get me some Tessa Thompson. But see, that's the other thing in terms of the essence speech. Like, it's those are conversations I want to have and I'm available to. Like, colorism in this industry is real and it's like has benefited me, obviously, immensely. And because of that, I feel like a responsibility to acknowledge it and to have nuanced conversations about it. And I do that privately inside of my space I, I there's certain roles I don't take there's certain things I won't do because of that but I think engaging in a more public conversation is something I'm willing to do I think it's just hard it, it you know the in in terms of like also it frustrates me that like what journalism has become that you could look on someone's Instagram and take something they say in a comment and and write an article about it like it feels unfair, and I and I'm newly um, sort of navigating what it is to be a public figure in that way, and I think most people are. Yeah, it, all of us, right? But it, so we yeah, we just live in public in a new way, and it's not something that I'm particularly interested in. I'm not fond of it, and I'm not frankly, I'm not good at it. Like I'm not. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. I'm scared of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm petrified by it. So it make me want to take like a step back and, and just it makes retreat. You like, goats. It makes you like retreat as you're about to post something. And you're like, well, should I? I don't. That feeling of even that is uncomfortable. Yeah, you but I be feel really like I like Disney, Marvel. Like th- I've been astonished. Like no one's like, hey, like you know, we need you to shut the fuck no. up. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. Hey man, no. It's this is the way she said it. <laughs> <laughs> how does she how she say it, Bill? <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> you shut the I fuck need up. you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he as you said at the end of that speech. I'm sorry, since we just in, I'm in the speech because I took notes and everything. You said at the end of the speech, uh, the essence speech, that you were hoping that you guys could have follow up meetings to that and whatnot. Yeah. How has that been going with the sisters? It's been good with the sisters. So, 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 uh, one thing that's exciting to report is probably so. So, in terms of the structure of Times Up, there are kind of spokes. There are subgroups, and I would say one of the most like vibrant, active, and engaged subgroup within Times Up is called Woke uh, Women of Color. Shut up. Yeah, and it's lit. It's like it's like it's just very like robust and. Um, and real, and I think there's a lot, there's just a real acknowledgement that without that, that, that we're such an important piece. And historically, I think fem- feminism too often has sort of ignored the voices of women and color, women of color and hasn't been inclusive. And don't even know it. That's funny, and Tessa, because I have to tell it, people yeah. all the time, I used to hate when the uh, Hillary Swank uh, trailer would come on for her women's rights movie or whatever and then it would come on right before like the uh, housewives of atlanta and i'd be like so do these white ladies know that we can vote for another like almost 70 years yeah you know like yeah how easy was it to navigate your way in the hollywood women's movement you guys gathered in almost in the hundreds i know that yeah 
you guys were, but how hard was it to one explain uh, to people that weren't aware of the different levels of obstacles that that we face? Yeah, exactly. Because I know in the beginning it was sort of like eh, kind of kumbayaish, but then <laughs> yeah, then it was like I, a hold I, up. I talked to you know people in, yeah. out of the chat, and they were like. You know, it's we not, gotta explain to this not, one and that. Yeah, it, it's and there was some that meant well. Yeah, for some there's a there's a steep learning curve. I mean, real talk, like there are certain rooms that I was absolutely invited into because of what I look like in the sense tokenism. of like, yeah, and safe, right? Kind Did of you like, call it they, out? They think like, it's safe. This feels like tokenism, or um, yeah. Well, I was really lucky, like in some instances, that someone else called it out for me, like like being in a room and Jane Fonda being like, "This is unacceptable." Like there just has to be more. And then that the, 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 there started to just be a conversation around like who's not in the room and why. And then also like once you're in the room, like once you have a seat at the table, are you really is your voice like legit? heard because a part of that when everyone is included is like it just gets harder actually to do the work it doesn't get easier because everyone is coming from a different point of view you know and so you have to really like you're going to be at the table longer probably when everyone is is invited um so yeah no i i i I, yeah I, i called it out but i think there was a real um cognizance you know a cognizance and i i probably have like i don't have a ton of uh, I don't know. What's clout, clout. No, bat. Yeah, and bat. And I, don't, I have less to lose. I guess. You know what I mean. On the subject of the woman thing, it's interesting. I, I asked Rosario Dawson the same thing mm-hmm. because even it's, there's a there are color tiers and mm-hmm. there's also like subgenres of this industry. Like earlier, we were just talking about how a, a certain company just pulled all yeah. uh, R. Kelly music. Yeah, and I said to Rosario, I said, you know when you guys finish with the movie industry, you know, this music thing is a whole nother animal. Yeah. I mean, so is the fashion thing when you really think about it. Like, they, it's a whole nother animal. It's more ground. I know. So, how do you guys feel about it? And I guess you would know that as well because even in Janelle is involved as well. Yeah. But it still feels like on a movie, TV type situation. Yeah, it is. And, I, and Janelle, I, she was saying this because we, we had a meeting and she was saying like, it's tough in the music industry because there isn't the same sort of like enemy to rally around that there was in Harvey Weinstein. There isn't this like public enemy number one that you sort of take down. And in some ways I think that that makes sense that it doesn't gestate the same kind of like intensity, but it also felt like a problematic thing in terms of the Harvey conversation because people don't want to acknowledge then that like it, there's a systemic issue. Like when you talk about, you know, a gross abuse of power, you have to also acknowledge just like the imbalance of power, which is just as gross, you know, and victimizing. And and that is like much harder in some ways to take down than a Harvey. On the subject of the R. Kelly thing, it's hard too, because like we were saying, he, he touches so many things. There are so many other artists he's written for, yeah. produced. Like with how, it's like how far as women do we, for lack of a better term, take these dudes down? Because there's so much and... Yeah, that's and it's also not just these dudes. It's also just like this, this, this thing. system, yeah, and this there system. are also Enablers like women and... that support that system. It's not just men, you yeah, know. Too, yeah, because women, a lot of women have profited. So I know you're saying for profit, but do they support it, or is it just a thing of like I can't fight it, so I might as well roll with it? Enabling It depends still. on a woman, don't you think? Like there are certain women so if you're who aware have benefited of it and you're through still- the system. 
Yeah. There's, uh, so there's this really rad woman that works with Time's Up, but worked with the Annenberg. Her name is Stacy Smith. And she talks about um, women that support the patriarchy. <laughs> this is so nerdy, but they say that she says that they have high social dominance, which means that you have like a vested interest in protecting a system that empowers you. Like the overseer. Exactly. So that Ooh. they're, so that, yeah. So sometimes people will say, like, particularly in these conversations about, like, just hire more women. It's like, but what kind of woman are you hiring? Because just hiring a woman isn't enough. All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Being as though you haven't had designs on acting younger mm -hmm. and you just, quote, wound up in it. <laughs> and I'm certain that you didn't think like early in your acting career, like doing the Veronica Mars days or whatever, that you'd be doing all this social activism and I don't stuff. know if that's true, though. I think I, I think that was the thing for me where I was like, I don't know if I want to be in the pursuit of something I admire. I don't admire, like, I, I think I've always wanted to be involved in, in activism in some way. And even when I look back, I didn't realize it at the time, but when I look back at Veronica Mars, that character, you know, like, there, she would say lines like, you know, Someone said, "Why are you Why are you standing around here stalking?" And she would say, "What you mean, standing while black?" Like even that character wanted to sort of subvert ideas of like the sassy friend on a television show. Or like the very first part I ever played was an episode of Cold Case where I play a a, a queer woman in 1930, you know, who can't live with her partner because that wasn't available to her at the time. So I I feel like the 
things that have always compelled me have 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 lived in in that space by design or subconsciously by design or by by kismet or i don't know all right well as far as uh your work i want i definitely want to talk about how did you uh, prepare for your role as Diane Nash in Selma? Uh, well, I, I got really lucky in the sense that, you know, a lot of the leaders that were still around and available to talk to us did. And then I read tons. Uh, I didn't, I couldn't meet Diane before we made the film. There were some complications around that. It's complicated, I think, when you're telling story, when you're telling a story about people that lived during that time and you also want to, have a balance of being able to take artistic license and tell the story that you need to tell. And, and so it, Biographies yeah. are a little harder to they're, do if the person, they're hard to, in. they're hard to do. But, um, Diane, after seeing the movie was super happy with it. She told a really funny story that she, you know, she, she, she they did ask her in terms of who she liked and, and she just like, I just want someone cute, which was, she's just being funny. <laughs> but I did, I went, I went to Chicago where she grew up and, and, you know, sort of trace her steps and talk to a lot of people that knew her and, um, yeah, you know, found as much as I could about her. Speaking of uh, prep work, mm-hmm. cheese sticks. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You Pat, wait, can I just say you said... I'm claiming credit. Wait, but Selma, Selma, just wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. because I know you're going to Creed. <laughs> Was that your heaven? Being, mm, on, mm, being mm. surrounded, being with Ava, being with, you know, being, telling that story, those actors... That cast. Yeah. Oprah. <laughs> I really hope the answer is yes, because if I'm the answer is no, she'll be, be like, it's not the end of her world. No, it won't be the end of my world. Just but you guys see why you use like body language. Like yeah. she's like, she's so, in the just, sense of who we imagine Tessa is, in my in my head, I was like, she was happy. I was happy, but it was funny because we had a lot of conversations with the cast. Like we would talk about like what what kind of what part do you want to play? And so often it would be like a, a character that's existed, like so-and-so wants to play Lena Horne and so-and-so wants to play James Baldwin and that's great and I have a list of people that I'd love to play but I also am like what about just playing a fictional character that's iconic and and so that's my heaven too like to get to play something that does that isn't real do you screenwrite like do you have aspirations of yeah I've been writing a little bit something I kind of want to do I was talking to Greta Gerwig I sat next to her at the Met Ball and we were talking a lot about writing she has such like incredible things to say sometimes you have this idea that you just like you have to wait for some lightning bolt and the truth is it's just like work and diligence and sitting down and like committing to write something and be bad at it for a while and I, get better i love her approach to like I'm, I'm a big fan of her me too the mumble chord me were you ever a part of that no or? so this is the thing i really wanted to be so i went through this period where i was like i'm gonna make a mumblecore movie like that that none of them have existed for us except for medicine for melancholy which was my introduction of course it's to barry jenkins it's a movement um greta gerwig who uh she directed she was up for a director this year and for the um, girl uh for lady bird but she did francis ha and every, it's it's weird now because it's sort of like She's the commercial darling and the newbie on in the commercial world. But she's been but around forever. She's been. I've seen her face before. Mumblecore. I mean, I guess you can say it's a a, a, a brand of. Is it Brooklyn? It's sort hips? of like twenty somethings. Oftentimes, it it oftentimes the film takes place in a very short swath of time where like nothing happens, but everything happens. I think it got the word 
mumblecore. Uh, sometimes non-actors are in it because the sound design sometimes wasn't good. So mm-hmm. that's sort of how. But there's a whole. It's, 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 it's movement. It's of, like dialogue more than plot. Exactly. It's it's. Uh, I would say I that. Know. No, no, no. It's it's our. It would be the American version of um, Dogma '95, where Dogma '95 was like. There was there was a film challenge of okay a, a bunch of uh, mm-hmm. Danish filmmakers said that okay we're going to make film with natural light no soundtracks it's it's almost like a bunch of students or or knowledgeable filmmaker makers uh, challenging themselves <laughs> filmmakers you you bring out the three year old <laughs> of me stop okay <laughs> meanwhile I'm like you're not talking about that dog movie that Kevin it's a did. really interesting genre where. Exactly. <laughs> No, I'm not talking about Dogma the movie. Okay. Yeah. Dogma '95 was uh, Lars von Trier, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a, a movement uh, in the '90s of, of filmmakers challenging themselves to these restrictive yeah. uh, ways of making film mm-hmm. as a way of the equivalent of walking on top of the Empire State Building drunk on, uh, with your eyes closed. But see, the, the interesting thing. So the the genre is really, I mean, apart from Barry Jenkins' Medicine for Melancholy, it's all white filmmakers, and I remember, like, this was before I really knew about, like, Charles Burnett, like, and you look at his film and you're like, he was doing the very same thing, but doesn't get credit. And I mean, he's not, he's not mumblecore, but just like Mm -hmm. being like, I'm going to make a film with what I have available to me, right? you know, and use non-actors and, and tell a story that's contained that I can do and make beautiful images and not have it be plot driven. Um, but yeah, there was a period when I was really like, is this, I, do I need to make a movie? Also because I was playing parts where I was like, I was do I was stuck in this period of working on television and really dissatisfied. And so I first found Greta in that time. And so to see her, to see what she's done now, to see it enter this space where she's being acknowledged, it's just so cool. It, yeah, it takes a while. I see that for you. Thanks. Not that I'm, I'm trying to, you know, push my vision off Plus, my dad will love you for it because he's like anytime I get new stuff he's just like cool cool when are you gonna write when are you gonna make a movie now you know you have a producer here that will give you the money for it no please okay Okay. you know what you do jeez no but it's a movie y'all need more money yeah don't you always need more money one day I'll be at her door like uh, yeah, tell her Amir Thompson. Amir Thompson. That's yeah. today, but Amir yeah, I hear you. from the Tonight Show. <laughs> That's yeah. like, like Westworld, just say, Marvel use, movies. Use and... Questlove. Like maybe she'll. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to inch for a hint towards a, a job here. Okay, Philadelphia. Yeah. Now, no, no, no. This is not what the question that you think it is. Okay. But when you told me that you were <laughs> going to start researching your role. Mm-hmm. Um, for I'm about to say Rocky, uh, uh, Creed. for Creed, Rocky Eight, Wacky, w- yeah, for Wacky, wacky Wait, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember distinctly, <laughs> distinctively telling you, yeah, <clears throat> what you shouldn't do. You did, like because, but you were also. I do you remember protective. you were concerned for my well-being, my safety? Yes. Yeah. Why? He but didn't want she, me on Broad and Eerie. Like, she well, did, were streets. you on Broad and Eerie? Dude, yeah, she definitely. did the very things that I told her not <laughs> yes, to do. Yes, yes, I went straight yeah. there. You went to North Philly? Yeah. yeah. She went to Max's. Oh, you got you a cheesesteak? Yeah. Yes. That's not even my favorite place, but that's good. That's Where's, what's, oh, your, no. oh, what's your favorite place? Max's two times. Yeah. But I'm just oh, saying. Oh, yes. I know. You still have this Max's beef. What happened with Max? Oh, fuck them. They didn't give you a free one? 
not nah, dog. They like they don't know who. Not not that but in Philly, you know they don't be knowing you. Here's the deal. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. It's true. You're right. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Like, if you're going to treat me like an asshole, be consistent about it. Oh. <laughs> like, I want you to be consistent okay. about it. But don't three seconds later find out I am who I am. And then you start chasing my car down the block like, Ooh. bro, wait, wait, we didn't know. We didn't. Oh, shit. They're like, well, they yeah. chasing yeah. down the street? Yeah. I have, I have always listed them whenever any international Ooh. magazine asks me, mm. like, name your cheesesteaks. Da, 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 da. They are number one. They salty. Yeah. And I Word. even. You saw the enough. So when she said, like, you know. What That's the, why I go to Ishka Bibbles. Larry's. You're Ishka Bibbles. Really? I'm chicken cheesesteak. So. No, I'm chicken cheesesteak too. So yeah, as far as chicken cheesesteak, Ishka Bibbles got it. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give Ishka Bibbles. Do you know what I am now? I'm mushroom cheesesteak or satan cheesesteak. Oh. Well, there are places. Uh, There's Govindas. 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 Hip South. City Veg. Oh, I haven't been there yet. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm about that life. Who I'm, are I'm, you? I'm L.A. now, so I'm yes, with you. Yes, I'm Impossible yes, Burger. Like yes. I'm with Oh, my you. God. I'm in Listen, love with Impossible mommy, Burger. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Thank you, Amir. I've also never had a hamburger in my life. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh? A turkey burger? Yeah, I've had a turkey burger. Don't get your black <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> that is not fair. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Well, I was just saying that uh, me telling you, what spots to avoid in Philadelphia mm-hmm. to research your roles? <laughs> you did the exact opposite. Because that's because what made you do that? Because I was like, then that's some real Philly shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to prevent me because you don't think I'm ready. So when you went to Chicago, you went to Cabrini Green. No. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's decree was different movie, right? Like it was a different type. It was yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that you know. Did you talk to any Philly would, would girls? Would you go? Would yeah. you? Oh, would you tons. go? Would you go to Eighth and Butler? Damn. To be yeah. Honest with you, I don't think I've been to Eighth and Butler. Yeah, but you know about Eighth and yeah. Butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I would be like, yo, you know, this spot school, you might not want to go to Eighth and Butler. But you know, at, like, nothing, nobody's fucking with Tessa Thompson. Like at the end of the day, I don't think so. I don't think nobody's fucking with you. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think so. Okay, I'm just well. You did it already, so congratulations. <laughs> and now you're doing it again, right? Because yeah. you're in Philly as we speak, doing another mm-hmm. greeting. Yeah, yeah. I was ju- I was at Max's the week before last. Are you and Ryan back together too? Is he back in Creed too? No, a new filmmaker named Stephen Ooh. Cable Jr. Really dope dude. Made this film called The Land. That was at Sundance. Why Sorry, I'm laughing at Amir's face. <laughs> no, I just don't like messing with any formula that's not broken. So I I didn't know that Ryan wasn't doing Creed too. He's not. Okay. It'll still be great. It's going to be great. Stephen Campbell Jr. is a great filmmaker. You don't have to. Oh, I know. I was saying I have to have the people in here. Okay. Is Rocky in it? Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Two actors I want to ask you that you work with that I, first of all, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright and Lakeith Stansfield. Mm-hmm. I just have to know, how is it acting opposite of those two men? Are you thirsty? No. Yes, well, she is. when it comes to Je- well, hold up, I'm not thirsty on Jeffrey Wright. Okay, I just think okay, Jeffrey okay. Wright is everything as far as an actor to me. He's yes. everything. Your talent thirsty. No, friend. I'm not. Don't do. I'm not. Say- hold up. Now I'm Lakeith thirsty okay, because okay. he is one of the only black male actors that I know that prop you know talk- prophesizes about the black woman. So in that sense, Ooh. yes, I am in love with Lakeith Stansfield. Yeah, but I got I get some on the regular, so I'm not really chasing. But I'm curious no, no, as I, an actress, yes. what's it like with Jeffrey Wright? Um, I mean, he's so good. Like, he's so good. Uh, and he's like, yeah, it's sort of like a, 
not a master class, but he's yeah, he's just he's just really 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 good. Uh, that's all I can say. It's like a pleasure to to watch him. Have you ever been intimidated by a fellow actor that that has such a pedigree or such a level of acting or, or yeah effortless? Ed Harris. He scared me. Wow. I was scared. I was oh little, yeah, he's I was, intense. I was a little scared to work with him. Really? Yeah. I was a little scared, Especially not gonna lie. So also, is it in terms of I must deliver this perfectly, or he just scared? Like so, so I I I went to the Sundance Labs one year and I workshopped this film that I just came out at Tribeca. This film called Little Woods, mm-hmm. and Ed Harris was the acting advisor, which would mean you'd be shooting these scenes, and and the acting advisor comes in to see how things are going and give and gives tips, and he just doesn't mince words. So I was like playing the scene. I had this idea that this character had, you know, really sort of stiff spine and anyways I had this idea and he came in and he I could just hear him at the monitor like stiff stiff and um he came over to like give me a note he's just like he just says what he feels and he's so impulsive and he's so gifted and then the first day that I came to work with him on Westworld he just said to me I voted for you by the way he like liked my work in Creed and, and that made me so proud but also like just intimidated me because I was like oh god I have to like be good today um, but he's he's so yeah he's so good I'm such such a fan and Lakeith can you tell the people how close he is to this character in Atlanta in real life because I know a lot of people really think that in Atlanta he's not acting but as far as sorry to bother you yeah, he is an actor so he's it's like, an actor he's yeah. so he's so gifted I mean I think he brings a lot of himself to Darius and I think he he ad libs and stuff, but you know who who is nothing like his character that I think people assume is is Brian who plays Paperboy. Oh yeah, I met Brian. He like is, yeah. he's like a that's that's a whole different human. Like he's a shapeshifter, and not that Lakeith isn't, but but Brian really like it's night and day. Oh, we saw it on This Is Us too. Yeah, because Brian did This Is Us. Oh, he did. I yes, haven't seen that episode, episode yet. Yes. I'm still in the first season. Grand, when oh, Grandpa's yeah. by, I live for that. I was yeah, like, yes, right? got by Grandpa. So he's one of Grandpa's old friends. You'll see. It's really good. <gasps> yes, from no. the past. Wait, spoiler. Actually, season two, and y'all are just late. Okay. We're in season three of This Is Us. No, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Spoiler. It would have um, been a spoiler if we didn't live in a binge watch world. Let's just okay. I, <laughs> it was like a two season. You gotta. This is us. I wasn't planning on watching the show. It's too emotional for me. I yeah, watch oh, it. Yeah, it. You I, would love it. And I think, no, 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 I think it would ready. help you. you want, I wait, think you know, it would you help. Don't know why I, I think watching it would it. help you too. Why? I think because it, it started like right I around think, the same time my father died. That's why. That's what I'm saying. It would help you process it. This is the thing. The show is earnest. And I like that. You don't think it's earnest? It's human. I actually believe it. I don't believe it's earnest. Like, earnest tries. Oh. And earnest means well, but earnest, maybe a ground rule double. Never home run. But I feel. That's your def. That's your def. Yeah, I don't know about your def. Yeah, your definition is different. Oh, definition. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think earnest means well, but Heartfelt? Are they synonymous? I believe in This Is Us. Like, I believe in This Is Us too. Me too. Me too. I believe it's like it's real. It makes it evokes emotion. Because there's some earnest things that I I roll at like, oh boy. And it's real life conversation. And some of these conversations we're not having, but we should. Like yeah. the fact that the white daddy went and got the the training to raise the black boy. And oh my god, it was yes. They're just more. I think they're too progressive. They're progressive at times. And it's like oh, some people aren't ready for this. It, it 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 heartens me though that that because it's a very successful show and 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 I'm like that's cool that America is into that right now. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Legit. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I can be, I, I don't watch a lot of like television, like network television, but I watched that and I was like, all right. I was shocked because when I happen to be at the upfronts, Upfronts is basically in, in the shortest way possible. It's, it's sort of a convention for advertisers and they come to see which shows they're going to invest in. So all these networks put together these little workshops like NBC will rent out Radio City Hall for maybe two days and the president will come in and then J-Lo will come in with the Thursday night lineup and Jimmy Fallon will come in and do some comedy and you're basically watching night uh, day after day. Monday night, our lineup will be The Voice and And as an advertiser, you're like, okay, I want my product on the voice and this particular show and i think i like this and they introduce what the new shows are going to be i when swear I-, I actually until this moment did not know what the upfronts were. like i have participated but i didn't realize it was for advertisers hell yeah thanks for that anytime you watch tv and you see commercials or product placement product placement yes upfronts are they get in early so um like and sometimes it, it backfires <laughs> so think of like uh when michael j fox was returning to comedy with the mm-hmm. michael j fox show advertisers were excited so they all lined up like okay this this looks like it's going to be a ratings winner and then they put all their money into the michael j fox show and then it busted after a year right so that's sort of who infamously i think kevin hart's show got dropped at he found out that his comedy on abc that his show got dropped right before he's supposed to go on stage oh that's awkward yeah so that's the downfall of upfronts anyway so at the upfronts i saw this is us and was sort of like Ooh, I don't know if this is going to work for NBC. You don't know if this is us. And then it worked. It was us. So can I ask, how did, um, knowing Boots Rally, Wally. (laughs) (laughs) This is ridiculous. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Knowing Boots Rally the way that I do. um, I'm extremely shocked at the amount of instant support that he had. I knew that he had a friend in Patton Oswalt yeah. and that he had a friend in David Cross. Yeah. And David told me how he almost, this project almost passed him by. Like, I think, like, his assistant saw the script and read a little bit and was like, yo, you really need to read this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David was going to pass on it. Like, yeah, I got your script. Uh, I'm busy. And then the assistant was like, you got to do this shit. Do it, yeah. How were you all convinced? And... I never knew that he had this 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 level of talent in him. I think this the script was so singular and he had been trying by hook or by crook to get it made any which way like he made a record by the same title sorry to bother you to entice people to make the movie. He just like he had such he was had such a clear vision and he also has such um chutzpah. Yeah, it took Hutzpah. I like her. <laughs> That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Little Yiddish. Yeah, but it, it like he really does. You know what I mean? Like he's just like he's 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 gutsy because he comes from a place of just like belief and yeah, you, it's it's that that's sort of intoxicating to be around. But from, and the truth from is, cynical Hollywood though, you just say like, oh, rapper for twenty years really didn't make it to the mainstream level. What does he have to offer me? Like, but I think don't you think we're in a time right now where like everybody's looking for the outlier to to like bandwagon with? Because so how did it come? How did it come across your radar? Well, funny, funny enough, he wrote me a letter two years ago and offered it to me, 
and then essentially rescinded that offer by then asking me to audition for it because in the space of two years he felt like I like popped off too much to then be in his like Crossed indie over. movie mm-hmm. yeah um and so he asked me to audition so I, I I auditioned and I wasn't in the same city as him or Lakeith so we got on a Skype call and then he felt like it was really instantaneous and he couldn't say no to me I don't even think that happens to any direct like it's what do you mean that's luck I mean Mm-mm-mm. on on his end but uh what how do you feel I feel as though this will be your, the script your real is, is literally unlike anything I had ever seen or dreamt of. And then I also think in terms of like, I, I really love films like, um, you know, Being John Malkovich or Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or like Michelle Gondry's films. Like I like, you know, weird shit. And I just felt like that was always a genre that wasn't going to be available to me because like I don't see any black folks in those movies. Like, I saw the trailer for Sorry to Bother You and... I was like, I've been waiting for a black film like this for like 25 years. Yeah, legit. Yeah. So I, that's movie. how I, that's how I felt like that when I got that scripted answer to call that like I just had literally been like, cool, I'll never get to make a film like that unless I make it. Um, and I don't know. I don't know that I will. Um, and so it's like, yeah, that's how so I Boots felt. is our Spike Jones. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, I know we, we have a gazillion more questions for you, Shut but up. we have to. I love. Yeah. I really like being here, guys. Can I also <laughs> tell you that I love the magic? Whatever influence, I don't know if it is, but the power of you and Janelle together <laughs> has opened up her and her in a way to her fans to watch an evolution that is just a gift. Yeah, I'm really like I'm so happy for her and so proud. Like yes. I like outside of, you know. I I just really love the record. Like I listen to the record. It's weird sometimes when it's like someone that you're close to and your friend. You're like I'm geeking out on your stuff, but I legitimately just like really love the record. I do it to him all the time. Yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of cool. I used to do it to him all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I so I feel that way about it. So I'm just like so proud because I just think it's like such a beautiful record and mm-hmm. and so dope. And then also just in terms of her evolution, I you know she's in a space where she really like is allowing her work to be more personal. And that's like just setting herself free. Mm -hmm. But in doing that, you set a lot of other people free. So it's cool. That's what's up. Well, thank you, Ms. Thompson. (laughs) All right. Well, on behalf of Boss Bill, Unpaid Bill, Fontigolo, Sugar Steve, it's Aaliyah. It's Aaliyah? Wow. wow. My R's and my L's, man. I'm, I'm paying for this. It's Laia. Uh, and Tessa Thompson. Thank God there's no R's or L's in your name. This is Questlove signing off for Questlove Supreme. We will see you on the next go round. Thank Quest you. Love. Bye. <laughs> Questlove Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. This classic episode was produced by the team at Pandora. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. 
Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.